listeners and welcome to testify on eden fm your voice in paradise i'm ingrid carly moses and i thank you so much for making the time to tune in this evening for those of you that might be listening to this episode via podcast sometime in the future thank you as well for making the time uh, to support our ministry where we invite individuals to tell their stories to share their testimonies of what god has done in their lives in the hope that you and me and those that might get to hear this testimony sometime in the future might be given new hope and might be given just an insight, another glimpse of how God works and the glory of God that is sovereign above all. And this evening, yes, I have another guest, and I'm actually um, all the way out in George. So after a couple of months, I'm back in George, and I am—I have the privilege of interviewing my guest live um, for this program. Yes, it's still recorded, but it's a face-to-face interview, and I'm so excited about that. But before we start, let's just uh, open up this program in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Father God, thank you so much for this opportunity to once again come before you, Lord, to come before your throne, Lord, to hear, Lord, of your glory first and foremost through the testimony of my guest this evening. Thank you, Lord, for every single listener that's been that's tuned into the program this evening or that, or that might come across this program sometime in the future. Father God, we trust that this testimony will bring healing, that it will draw individuals closer to you, that it will show us, Lord, your saving grace that's all abounding and your love and mercy that never stops for us dear lord thank you lord for this opportunity um to use these airwaves lord to glorify you please bless this radio station as well and father god be the words that come through my guests this evening lord and may it be a blessing to everyone that hears it and even to us as we have this conversation tonight amen And so this evening, I have the privilege of uh, interviewing a guest that has previously been on the program. His name is Warren Malt, and Warren told us his story previously. Um, it was around about a year or so ago I interviewed. No, actually earlier this year, Warren. Well, this year, yeah. It was earlier this year. I think it was actually the first or second program of this year. I think it was. It was yeah. very early. Yeah. Yes. And now Warren is with me again uh, to share with us uh, where he's at and how things have progressed. And so before I start interviewing, 
interviewing Warren. I'd like to give him a chance to just say good evening. Yeah, oh, thank you so much. It's really good to be here again with you again. And it's uh, last time we did it via uh, we did it by Zoom. Zoom. A Zoom so yes. it's really nice to actually be here, sitting with you, and having this chat. And things have changed so much. Uh, last time we spoke about the book that I was going to be bringing out, and it's out. It's uh, it's been an incredible year, ups and downs. Here we are, and and looking back, it's such an amazing feeling. Fantastic, and yes, we're going to hear Warren's story now. So, Warren, let's start off at the beginning. You know, you yes, you wrote this book, and that's where you are at the moment. Mm. But what happened in your life? What is your story? Tell sure. us where your testimony starts. Started what? I'm, I'm 36 now, so I suppose it started 36 years ago. Um, I've been in George most of my life. I think you know I did bounce around a little bit, but uh, I'm a George boy through and through, and. Um, my mom has suffered from really bad depression and, and anxiety and actually more manic depressive than anything else. And um, when I was very little, it was really troubling growing up. It had a massive impact on me. She was away for long periods of time. I remember still driving down York Street with my dad and seeing the hospital go, oh, mommy lives there, you know. And it was, she was really away for a long period of time. And at the time, we didn't realize what an impact it would have on me. And only when I got into my early teens and in my early 20s, it really, okay. This had an impact mm. and it left me with separation anxiety and um, separation anxiety would really come back and be uh, a thorn in my side for many years and then as i got older we realized okay i do have depression but you when you're a teenager you have all the answers yes. <laughs> no, effect, no offense to any teenagers listening but you you think you're bigger than the situation in front of you and you don't need anybody you don't need anything but it catches up with you eventually. And um, and as an adolescent, I struggled to maintain normal, healthy relationships. Uh, depression was ever worsening. And then it did get to that point where I decided that I would take my own life. Mm. Um, mm. And that's where, that's where things changed. And in that moment where I sat there, literally planned out everything that mm. this was it, it was going. Mm. My wife knew where to look for everything. I had everything planned out. I'd taken about two weeks to plan. And I don't know if I'm jumping the gun here, but the scariest thing about suicide mm. is when you get to that moment, you're convincing, you've convinced yourself that you're doing a good thing. Mm. You're doing a good thing because yeah. your family in your mind is better off without you. Yeah. So then you're not doing something scary anymore. The fear of it is completely removed mm. because you're doing a good thing for them. Mm. That is the reason why you and I are having this conversation because we need to be talking about this. Absolutely. We need to be talking about this. Yeah. So, listeners, as you can hear, uh, Warren is sharing with you his struggle with uh, depression from a very young age. But the, the fact is, Warren, that it actually only got to that point in your when you were already a yeah. fully fledged adult. Yeah. And and listeners, this is something that I actually just really want to point out. You know, some of our teenagers, yes, are sitting with us and grappling with us, and we know that teenage suicide is is high. The rate is high. But the fact is that. For someone in their adulthood to get to this point, it's not just an overnight no, no, thing. No, no. It's not just in the moment, right? No, not at all. It's a gradual thing. And I and I look back and I'm I'm so thankful that medicine and the medical industry is where it is today. Because mm -hmm. 20 years ago, when I was in my early teens, no one knew about this. It was okay, he's he, give him a give him a pull, give him a hiding. It was okay. You know, that was just how it was dealt with. Mm -hmm. But now if we can equip parents and adults to identify those signs at a young age it saves it would have saved me a world of heartache and i do believe that if the, if i grew up in this era today mm -hmm. i might still have the depression i might still have the anxiety 
but it would have been dealt with far quicker, far more effectively. Mm. And I think it would have saved me a lot of heartache. Mm. Heartache, sorry. Mm -hmm. I look at my own teenagers and my, my daughter also has depression, mm -hmm. but we're able to identify it mm -hmm. at a young age. She's fine. She's not dealing with the struggles that, that I went through. Mm -hmm. You're trying to just mm -hmm. wing this thing by yourself. That's right. Um, and I'm, I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. And also the fact that as parents now, you are there to support her. Mm -hmm. uh, I think, you know, previous generations didn't know how. It wasn't out in the open. So it was just, we can't talk about this. You know, just yeah. get over yourself. Just go sleep. Go, yeah. you know, get over this. Like, just get yourself out of that space and, mm -hmm. and, 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 and know that there's a future and a hope and just carry on. But we actually didn't know. I mean, our parents yeah. didn't know how to deal with that. Especially as as male on the male side of things mm. when you're feeling emotional it's uh, man, harden up you know toughen up you'll be mm. fine cowboys don't cry mm. you know what cowboys do cry mm. they they do and, and and they need to they need to mm. they need to and you know so yes i think maybe if i look at my teenage daughter it was easier for her to express it mm. whereas if it was one of the boys i don't think they would have been as forthcoming mm. because there's that certain image and it's that image that I am on a mission to destroy. There we go. We've got to, got to do it. Yes. We have to. Yes. Wow, Warren, already such an engaging interview with you. So uh, we're going to go to our first song now, dear listeners. And when we come back, we're going to continue the story, uh, or Warren's story. Uh, he's now shared with us, you know, how he's gone through depression, um, how in his adulthood he managed to, to seek help. But there was a journey getting to that point. And I want to just delve into that a little bit in the next segment, Warren. We're going to listen to our first song now, and that is The House of the Lord by Phil Wickham.
redeemed by His grace. Let the house of the Lord sing praise. Cause we were the beggars, now we're Welcome back to your listeners. You're listening to Testify on Eden FM, your voice in paradise. I'm Ingrid Carly Moses, and I thank you so much for being part of this program this evening. Um, and I believe it's God-ordained if you are listening, whether you are listening now um, on to this uh, program now being broadcast on Eden FM or whether you're listening to the podcast Um Please just see it as an invitation from God for you to be listening to this program this evening. My guest is Warren Walton. He's talking to us about um, having gone through depression um, as a teenager and then into adulthood and the importance of us speaking about that and, and identifying it in ourselves and in our families. So Warren, you got to a point where now in your adulthood, you married, you've got children, you're getting this point where you're thinking your family is better without you. Yes. Um, I know in our previous uh, um, interview with you earlier this year, you spoke about that moment where you had an encounter yeah. and, and it changed your mind. Just tell the listeners about that again, because I think that is so critical and also to where it has taken you even from then to now. So share that with yeah, us. Yeah, that was, uh, sure. It's uh, it, it never gets old talking about it. You know, since then, I've, I've been very blessed to speak at many events and that sort of thing and on a couple of shows. And it's something that I just never get tired of speaking about. I did. I got to that point where things were really bad. And, um, you know, financially, we were fine. Emotionally, my marriages, everything like that. All my relationships were fine. But inside, there was a, there was a void. And I just couldn't go. And um, so I planned everything, planned suicide, done everything, felt completely at peace. Because I was, again, like I said earlier, I was doing a good thing, you know, I, I was now, I knew that my wife and my kids would heal, my parents would heal, my family would heal, and once they get through that healing, they'll be okay, and they'll be better off without me, so then it removes all the fear, because now I'm not doing a bad thing, but I'm doing a good thing, so um, in your mind, in my mind, yeah, and it's definitely, look, I don't like to give the devil too much credit, because frankly, I don't think he's that good, um, but that is definitely a target mm. because if he can get you to doubt your self-worth, mm. he's got you. Yeah. He's got yeah. you. Yeah. And, uh, and he had me. Yeah. Yes. No, I take it. Uh, he won the battle, but he's not going to win the war. Mm. There's no two ways about that. And I got to a point where I was sitting, uh, we got my, my in picture, my room with the, the bed in the middle. And then on the far side is my little girl's bed. And uh, I was sitting there putting my shoes on. Feeling, you know, kind of apprehensive because... I'm not going to go into the gory details because I don't want to glamorize it in any way. But yeah, the moment was upon us. And my little Jack Russell, Chloe, she's, oh, I love her. And well, no, actually, I do love her, but she drives me nuts. Okay, so let's just, let's just clarify. It's got nothing to do with the dog. And she sat on the other side of the bed and she looked at me and 
it, it was probably only a couple of seconds, but it felt like an eternity. And, and this little dog stared at me. And for the first time in my life, it felt like warm water down the back of my neck. It was just, I, I felt the love of the Lord radiating from this little Jack Russell. Again, it's not the dog. She's not that cute and she's crazy. She drives me nuts. It's not the dog. She was radiating. And I felt the love of the Lord through her. And he reminded me in that moment, I'll never forget it. I've given you life, Warren. I've given it to you. But you need to close your hands and choose it. And uh, that's where Choose Life came from. So any of you who've gotten on social media, you'll know um, Choose Life is everywhere. It's on. I, I write it everywhere. It's it's all over. You'll see the words Choose Life. Um, everyone actually thought it was going to be the title of my book. That's not. <laughs> uh, but Choose Life is everything because you showed me. I've given it to you. But without you choosing it, I can't help you. I, you know, I'm standing here. I want to help you, Warren, but it needs to come from you. And and when I said okay, I said that all I could do was cry. I sat there and I cried, not normal cry, ugly cry. Yeah. You know, the snot and trauma and everything <laughs> going, it was bad. I did the ugly cry. And I, and I can't remember how long I sat there for. And I didn't tell anybody that day. Yeah. I didn't tell anybody. I, I, it only came out weeks later yeah. where I actually went to my wife and I said, hey, listen, you know, there's something I need to get off my chest. And, uh, and I told her the story. So he showed me, yeah. choose life. Because without choosing it, it's there. We, we're, we're in this all-you-can-eat wonderful buffet of life and the bill's been paid. But if you don't actually get up and go to the table yes. and start enjoying it, yes. what was it worth? You're actually almost, you're, you're selling yourself short mm -hmm. by not accepting life. You're almost, in a way, saying to the Lord, well, thanks, but it's not enough mm -hmm. because you, you're not using your calling. You're not stepping into your calling mm -hmm. by not choosing it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm adamant. Choose mm -hmm. life. Choose life in every situation. Yes, it's hard. Yes. Yes, we have load shedding. Yes, yes. we have always choose life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's not an easy thing. It's not a once-off decision, huh? Yeah. It's not yeah. a once-off decision. And yes. it's not even an every morning decision. It's, it's in a constant moment-by-moment moment decision. So true, Warren. And um, I'm so inspired by what you you're saying. Um, and I and I want to go to that moment with the dog. And you're so right. It's not the dog. No. It's it's uh, God manifesting Himself through the Holy Spirit sure. that's coming, being portrayed through the dog. And you know what, listeners? I, I I stand. I'm sitting here with Warren, and I'm smiling from ear to ear because I know I've had moments like that in my life. You know, and it's come through people. It's mm. come through. Uh, a moment of looking at something, something. you know, yeah. God's creation. It's come through, yes, uh, an animal coming closer to you, rubbing their warmth against you. So many ways God reveals himself to us. And it is true. It's about recognizing God in that moment and making that choice. Yeah. And um, maybe that's where you are at the moment, dear listener, hearing the story. Maybe you've known this all along. Maybe God has been speaking to you with your situation, whatever it might be. It might not be a suicidal moment, but it's something that you're grappling with. And I'm hoping that Warren's story, and especially this particular part, gives you the understanding and the courage that you need to choose life in this moment, to choose life in the decision that you need to make, knowing that God is with you. And that's what testimonies are about. So, dear listeners, I just want to just take this moment to utter these words to you specifically listening to this program. And so, Warren, you now got to this point where 
you've 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 come past a suicidal moment you've now shared it with your family okay. after that after that was interesting because even still to this day um i'm celebrating my two-year anniversary of life on the 13th of november so 13th of november that was the day that i was planning to go so last year was my first anniversary and we celebrated as a life-giving anniversary because that's what it is we're not celebrating the fact that oh warren didn't die we're celebrating hey he's here yes i'm not a picture on a wall i'm yes. here there's yes. a value there's a calling on my life and i'm gonna find it so we celebrate that 13th of november and um sorry <laughs> i got sidetracked here completely i'm so excited about it but sorry where i am now is the depression is still there yeah. i still struggle from depression it mm. hasn't miraculously left mm. i still struggle from anxiety i don't have the suicidal thoughts thank the lord i don't have that but the difference is that it no longer defines me yes previously with my identity who are you i'm warren and i have depression mm. it's not that anymore for mm. two years it's been i'm warren and i choose life mm. Sometimes choosing life is harder than other days. Sometimes it's not so easy, but I'm going to choose it. Mm. I choose it regardless. Mm. And there are going to be days where depression does get me. Mm. I'm not yet. I'm not perfect. If you're looking for a perfect answer, please listen to somebody else. But there are days where I can't struggle, where I struggle to go to work. There struggle days where I struggle to socially interact. Mm. And that's okay because I don't define my life by a bad moment. Mm. Um, I get through them. I'm open with the people around me, my business partner. I'm opening my consent. I'm listening. I'm, I'm struggling. You know what? Don't worry about it. Go ride your bike. You feel better. Mm. My wife as well. Completely open about it. And it doesn't define me. Yes. No longer held prisoner. Mm -hmm. That's the difference. And, and that's a redeeming feeling. And it's such a... Absolutely when you let go, Letting go. Everyone talks about being set free from sin. Mm. Cool. Agree. Being let free from yourself. Yes. That yes. is... That is yes. the most liberating feeling yes. you can ever feel. I got to a point where the Lord showed me something purple. Mm. Purple. It was just after my first anniversary. Purple. What, what do you mean, Lord? Do something purple. Mm. I went home and said to my wife, we dyed my hair purple. <laughs> I dyed my hair the most shocking purple that you've ever seen in your whole life. The first rocks out of it, so it went white. And then we dyed my hair. I kept it like that for about two months. Mm. And I loved it because mm. he was saying, if you're going to trust me and be bold, Yes. And be bold. Yes. Step out. Yes. And if people think you're funny at all, then they think you. <laughs> and I couldn't understand why little children were scared of me. It's part of choosing life. <laughs> but you know what? It was awesome because being purple, the purple kind of actually got to look at it in from a biblical aspect has got so much. And he wanted me to show you, Warren, you are this is what I want you to do with your life. Mm -hmm. So be bold. Choose it, do it. Purple t-shirt, not gonna cut it. Yes. I want something on you. Yes. Cool. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Because it could be something that I read, it was, or well, actually, I preached about this not too long ago. Was every great thing that the Lord ever did in the Bible started out with somebody feeling like a total idiot? Yes. I mean, can you mention Moses yes. standing there with his yes. staff going, God behind him is the Lord. Yes, the old man lost his mind. <laughs> you know, every, building an ark. Yes, exactly. He's gone senile. Yes. Every great thing yes. that the Bible ever talks about started out with somebody feeling like an idiot. Yes. When I first sat down to write a book, the only qualification I have is someone taught me to hold a pencil when I was six. Mm. I'm not qualified to write a book. Mm. I felt like an idiot. Mm. But it happened. And standing up to preach, you feel like an idiot. Am I wearing purple hair? Yes. But that's when the Lord does something. Right. Stunning, stunning, stunning. We're going to go to our next song now, listeners. This is such a fantastic interview, and I hope that you're enjoying it as much as I am. So the next song is Rooftops by Kim Walker-Smith.
Welcome back, dear listeners. I'm uh, having an interview. Actually, I'm having a fantastic time, not an interview, <laughs> uh, with Warren Mock. And he's sharing his story about depression and how um, he just chose life over that and how he got to that point of God interceding in his life um, at the point when he was about to commit suicide. Warren, I want to talk to you now about your book. Mm. So um, two years ago, almost two years ago, yeah. when you were at this moment, and um, you are in a totally different space now. Yes, still struggling with, with depression. It's not gone. It's something that you need to, to manage in yeah. your life. Um, but you're now at this point where the journey's taken you to write a book. When we spoke last, you said you've got this idea to write a book. And this was just a couple of months ago. I mean, yeah. we're now in September. This was around about January, February, January. we spoke. Yeah. What's happened? How did this it's come about? It's been a whirlwind, an actual whirlwind completely. It's um, so much has changed since I've seen you. It's been crazy. Actually, now when I think about it, it's hilarious. But um, my sister came to me and she said to me, you need to start writing again. And I've always loved writing. I've always had a passion for it, but I've never seen myself as a writer. Mm -hmm. um, and it's time to tell your story. So I started. But, um, like I said earlier, my only qualification is um, Mrs. Powers. I hope she's listening. She taught me to hold a pencil. And I couldn't even do that well. She called me the quivering hand because I couldn't even write properly. And uh, so to go from that to being an author is... Um, and it still takes me a while to to refer to myself as an author, but uh, yeah, it came about, and I just wanted to tell the story of the invisible enemy and the invisible war that's being fought all around us. And this is the Lord's story. I'm just telling it, mm -hmm. and um, it's I don't. It's just the story of um, overcoming it, mm -hmm. and it, and the struggles that I had to face. And when, and and there's a lot of funny stories. Look, the book's going to make you laugh. It's gonna make you cry, but ideally, it's gonna it's gonna make you think um, and and put things into perspective. And ideally, if we can save one person, mm -hmm. just one life that turns mm -hmm. around and, and walks away from the situation, and goes, you know what? I'm gonna follow this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be inspired by it. Mm -hmm. Then all the effort will be completely, completely, completely worth it. Um, there's a lot more work that goes into writing a book than what I thought. When I sell it, I've got this idea in my head. Yeah, yes. it's um, it's not going to be too thick either. It's about two hundred and twenty pages, so it's a, it's an easy read. Mm -hmm. And it's I, I kept mm -hmm. it me. It's very, very, very raw. Yes, it's very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where my kind of fear came into it was saying I'm really putting myself out there, mm -hmm. and I have to really put a lot of prayer into that because it's an exposure of myself. It's it's yeah. it really is. You know everything about me except me on the toilet. That's the matter. <laughs> But the rest of my life is completely, completely open and exposed. Mm. But it was an amazing journey. Mm. And partnering with different people in the mm. process goes. And mm. it's been, it's been yes. a blast. So the book is called A Brand New Ending. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Like you said, people were thinking maybe you would uh, title it Choose Life because that's sort of your <laughs> yeah. phrase. Everyone a brand did. new ending. Yeah. How it did is, that come uh, about? And why the significance of that title? It was something that I had the title of the book before I had the book. Mm. Um, so I knew what I wanted it to be called. I knew what I wanted the cover to look like. I knew everything before I'd even written the first page. And um, because it's all about we're on this path and I was on this path of, of suicide, right? I was yeah. going to die. I didn't expect to live past the age of 35. Mm. Um, but I got to the point where I can now choose my brand new ending. I can create my brand new ending. The Lord can guide me. I can open. I can choose life. And my brand new ending is not what I thought it would be. Yeah. My ending isn't that Warren at a funeral having taken his own life. Mm. My ending has changed. Mm. And um, if you see the cover, you'll see the two train tracks. And that is exactly how it is. I had that picture in my head and the Lord showed me that's what I want. 
find the picture. Yes. Where if you're going straight and you don't like it, change it. Yes. If you're going left and you don't like it, change it. Nothing is set in stone and it's never too late. And I realized, you know what? Someone said to me the other day, do I, did I always know I wanted to be a writer when I grow up? Dude, I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> I still don't know. Not grown up. No, I still don't know. And no, so he's got so much life still. Exactly. It's gone from this book. There's the second one I'm busy writing. I've got a kiddies line of books that I've just um, finished writing the first two parts on called Tiggle Wiggle um, about a little ugly pony that needs a friend and she can't find a friend and it's yes. going to be coming out. And it's all, it's it's happened so fast. And my in, in the time of this, it was a struggle because my business was really quiet mm. to the point where I eventually closed it. I couldn't understand why the Lord was killing my business, but it gave me time to write. Yeah. And in writing this book, if ever it never got published, mm. it would still be worth it because of the amount of healing that I got out of it. Yes. And I had to go through issues that I didn't even know I had. Mm. I had to sit down with my mom and apologize mm. and 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 actually ask her forgiveness, but also accept hers. Mm-hmm. Um, and these were issues that I never even knew I had. Mm. that they came to a chapter and I did mention to you this this before and I don't know if you want to discuss it now mm-hmm. but um I wrote a chapter the book is finished all done yes. yes and I wrote a chapter in the end that I wasn't sure I wanted to put in it it was mm. called a letter to my wife mm. and uh sure I wrote this with tears pouring down my face my wife didn't know what I was writing she saw me she left me mm. and I sat in the corner and I cried and I cried and I cried as I wrote this chapter and it was my goodbye letter to her Mm. it was my letter to her so that she could actually understand what it feels like and where I am in that moment where I have decided that I'm not going to. She's read the chapter once and I don't think she'll ever read it again. Mm. When she gets to that chapter in the book, she's going to probably skip over it Mm. because for her, it's not a story. For her, it's a reality. Mm. And I asked her permission. If you don't want this chapter in the book, if it's too real, if it's too, if it's too much, you're cool. Mm. you say no it doesn't go mm. and she read it and she said you know what as hard as it is mm. it's so real it needs to be there yeah yeah so i want to thank her yes. for that i mean yes. she is she's had to put up as a wife living with a man with depression you know, yep. yeah and, and then to also see me go through hurts and uncover kind of re-scratch open sores yes that were around from 20 years ago she had even didn't even know mm. i existed yeah. But to be there and to guide me through that process without her wouldn't be possible. Yes. But I wrote that letter to her. Yeah. And um yeah. and I got a lot of healing out of that. So if yeah. nobody ever reads this book, yes. I'm better off for it. That's it. Exactly. So Warren is you saying that it had to go deep. You had to go through that. Um, how important do you think that is in the healing process? Because I think sometimes, you know, we don't want to look back. We recognize yes, it was that hurt, it was that, and we want to just move forward. Yeah. What would you say about the plus is not enough. Yeah. You've got to go there. And there were issues that I had that I didn't even know. I had, yes. That I, did, I didn't even know. I had thought I'd gotten over it. Yes. But I hadn't. Yeah. And I had to actually, and a lot of it came back to my mom. Yes. Um, you know, we still joke about it to this day and yeah. we can still have a laugh about it. But in that moment, it was tough. Yes. And um, because of her and she, I had, what do you want to call it? I had resentment towards her, mm. but she had no control over her situation. Yes. And I had to let that go. Mm. And only when you truly, you can't let something go and still hold on to that tiny little thread and say, hey, Lord, I'm going to give this to you, but um, I'm going to just keep a little bit of it. That's not enough. Yeah. You you need to make that exchange of garbage for truth. And, and you need to do that. And unless you do it where you drop your baggage mm. and accept the truth, 
you you can't hold on to it. You think you could, yes, but you don't. And it was it was the hardest thing. Look, I've done tough things. I've cycled 250k cycling races and thought I've challenged myself to a difficult point. That's nothing compared to going and dealing with issues of yourself. Yes, absolutely. But if I look back in the last two years. Yes, I still have the ups and downs. No, I'm not perfect, but I'm a lot better than I was back then. Mm. My relationships have improved. My mm. even my relationships, my sister, my parents, mm. which were always I wouldn't say conflict, not at all, because mm. we've always had a great relationship. But now but it was a tension. No, but they yes. understand me now. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. understand me now. They have an understanding of where Warren is. And if I say I'm not answering my phone today, they don't take it personally. Warren's not. Oh, he's being. Yeah. You know, Yes. He's having a rough day. He's going to face the fine tomorrow. Oh. It's there's not that you know. Why don't you want to take my call, kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So there's mm -hmm. less offense. When you have mm -hmm. less offense, you have more understanding. You have more yes. compassion, and then things are healthy. Yes. So yeah, wow. you've got to got to go there. Putting a plaster over something doesn't help. Absolutely. Rip that plaster or go there. Yes. You know, I'm thinking about uh, the gifts of the Holy Spirit because understanding is one of that. To get that understanding, yeah. where were you at? Where was I at? What did this mean to me? Yeah. What did it do to me? What did it do to you? It, we need to go there um, to find the healing. And it's from that that the fruits then come out. Love, peace, joy that we find with one another through going to that space. It's not only understanding of where you are it's understanding yes. of where i was that's right so it's, yes. it's it really is writing a thing like this is a very selfish thing you know? mm. make no question it's a very 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 selfish thing and even reading it mm. is very selfish mm. you know what that's okay mm. because if you want to be a better person for your wife or your husband or your family you need to be a better you mm. and unless you're a better you you can't you can't be a good mother unless mm. you're good to you mm. you can't be because then you're just giving your, your kids what's left over yeah. And I don't want to give my kids what's left over. I mean, I want to give my kids all of me. Mm. But unless my puzzle's complete, I can't. Yes. And um, and that's where I think we will yes. start. Yes, true. Wow, this has been such an interesting talk. Um, we're gonna go to our next song now, uh, dear listeners, and that is Build Your Kingdom Yeah by Rend Collective. Come set your rule and reign in our hearts again. Increase in us, we pray. Unveil why we're made. Come set our hearts ablaze with hope, like wildfire in our very souls. Holy Spirit, come invade us now. We your church we need your power in us we seek your kingdom first we hunger and we thirst refuse to waste our lives for your our joy and prize to see the captive hearts released the hurt the sick the poor Earth. 
Welcome back, dear listeners. You're listening to Testify on Eden FM, your voice in paradise. I'm Ingrid Carly Moses, and with me is Warren Malt, and he's sharing his testimony about depression, overcoming that, and then we is now in terms of having written a book called A Brand New Ending. I just want to say, if you hear the children in the background and the swings and the generator, it's part of life at the moment, dear listeners. <laughs> Trying to find a space where you can do a recording or so forth. But for me, the sound of the children in the background is actually what we're talking about, new life, the sound of life through them. Um, and so I just hope that this recording at the end of the day is of a quality where it still brings through uh, the truth of what we're sharing. So we're closing the program now. You're already at the last segment. I'm going to ask to uh, um, Warren a question or two just to wrap up. So Warren, you've now got this book. You've, you're telling your story. You're being invited as a guest speaker. You're invited as a preacher uh, or to preach uh, uh, you know, at, at services. Um, 
how can people get hold of you? Um, what would you like to share? It's yeah. not just about, you know, oh, yes, Warren and so forth. No. I'm sure it's not. No, it is. Um, yes. So, yeah, it's been an amazing, amazing adventure. And I, I love the public speaking. That's That really is what I, I love doing. So I am available for conferences and for guest speaking at uh, other corporate events and church events and uh, you name it. There's a whole bunch of stuff <laughs> coming up this week and next week as well. So that's really my contact details are on my website. It's called uh, it's www.chooselifewm for Warren Mold. Chooselifewm at uh, or .com. Chooselifewm.com. I think the Choose Life, everyone kind of saw coming. Mm -hmm. And uh, and on there, people can pre-order my book as well. You don't have to pay now, but just put your pre-order on. I think the books, they're at the printing factory at the moment. So we're hoping in the next couple of weeks we'll have a hard copy on my desk. I can't wait. I'm so excited. <laughs> There's something about the smell of new paper. Yes. It's like everyone's ebook. Yeah, no, oh, I'm so with you. I want that smell of the paper. Even if I just leave it on my, my, my desk for a week, just my house smells like that. Would be cool. yeah. But um, yeah, so that's really exciting. And then all my books that are coming out next year will also be available on there. I'm on the social media, on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And I'm just really, really, really excited about it. So I'm traveling all over the country doing speaking everywhere and um i've got a passport so if someone wants to overseas we'll go as well i'm just Fantastic. i'm super 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 excited just to it's not only the choose life story and it's not only a brand new ending that i've been speaking about you know the last events that i've been doing have got nothing to do with it some of it touches on mental health some of it doesn't mm -hmm. it's just about let's spread the love of the lord the lord's given me a gift and i know he's given me a gift to speak and to write so instead of worrying about what i need to be doing if i wake up on a daily basis and i think I need to write something. I need to speak something today. Then I'm doing good. Yes. So that's what I know he's called me to. And um, and even with our business, our business is uh, is marketing ministry, but the ministry is our is our co is our core focus. Yes. Which yes. Is great. Awesome. Thank you so much, Warren. And definitely, I mean, I was going to ask you about: Are you only in Georgia? Are you out no? We're well? all over. That's awesome. <laughs> yes, as you know, dear listeners, I'm, I'm based in Cape Town at the moment, but I'm recording this now here in Georgia with Warren face to face, and it's so fantastic to just have this kind of interaction. But there you have it. Warren is available, um, and I know Warren. You know, as you're saying, it's not only about the core of the story, but it's everything else. Mm. It's about fatherhood. It's about yes. marriage. It's about business, choosing, you know, your calling, your purpose, according to God's will, yeah. and discovering that. I hear all those elements in your story, and that's so fantastic, because that's exactly it. If we open ourselves to the Holy Spirit, and to God using the Holy Spirit through us, when we're in a space, it will be God speaking, and not you speaking. It will be God being channeled through you into that space, and that's what's so important. Listeners, I, dear, I certainly hope that you have been inspired by this conversation this evening um, and that you have found and the conviction and the opportunity and the courage and just the inspiration once again to choose life in the moment that you find yourself right now. I'm going to ask Warren to close off in prayer, please, um, uh, for blessing for our listeners and to anyone else that you might be sharing this this broadcast with. Please remember, um, we are on Anchor pod, uh, as a podcast on the Anchor platform. Look at our uh, Testify Ministry page on Instagram and on Facebook. 
please do share the podcast and the links. And if you yourself, dear listener, have a story that you would like to share, that you feel compelled to share of what God has done in your life, reach out to me. Leave me a message or comment uh, or contact me on my mobile number 082-351-3239. But um, just reach out on the social media pages and I'll get you there. Drop me a message on Facebook uh, or on Instagram and I'll, I'll connect with you. Thank you so much, uh, Warren, for making the time. It's been a pleasure. It's been so awesome again yeah. having you know seeing you face to face yeah, and just it. getting the energy. Um, and I want to wish you all the best. Thank I know God is just going to continue to use you even more. Thank you so much. And so I'll allow you to close off in prayer. Well, we just want to thank you that we are able to come together and share testimonies. And uh, you know, testimonies is what really inspires people to get excited. It's relatable. It's understandable, and people can see glimmers of their story in others and Lord, we just want to pray for all the listeners out there tonight that if there is something that they're struggling with that they will be able to see your glory and your peace and every part of their struggle and give thanks under all circumstances Lord, we pray that everything is done in your mighty name that we will be able to choose life and above choosing life we will choose you and in doing so we choose life. Lord, we thank you for Ingrid and the amazing work that she's doing well, we honor and we love to. Thank you, Warren. Thank you, dear listeners. Good night and God bless. We play out with gratitude by Brandon Lake. Oh, my words fall short I got nothing new How could I express All my gratitude I could sing these songs As I often do but every song must end And you never do So I throw up my hands And praise you again and again Cause all that I have is a hallelujah for a heart
Except for a heart. 